Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. There may be a new destination for Saquon Barkley. Maybe a little door just opened up, Christopher Canty. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. There's been an awful lot of discussion about Saquon Barkley not signing with the Giants and still being out there. Uh, they can't find him because he's technically not under contract because he hasn't signed his franchise tag. And can't he... It got me to thinking this morning when I saw the following news. The Buffalo Bills lost running back Naheem Hines uh, due, to the, due to a jet skiing accident. The knee injury is expected to cause him to miss the 2023 season. Now, the Bills still have James Cook. You know, they, they still have uh, Damian Harris. But let's call it what it is. The Bills looking around the AFC East should be flat-out desperate. They should be Mm. flat-out desperate to win right now. And you can restructure a couple of deals to get the $10 million in under the cap. Canty, if I were the Bills, I would call the Giants right now. I would talk to Saquon Barkley's people. Hey, how about we trade for you? You come up here, and there's a wink and a nod about what a contract could look like after this season. That's going to change the whole dynamic for Buffalo. Well, I don't hate it because I think Saquon Barkley takes that Bills team to another level. Now, I am one of those people that had the Bills taking a step back in 2023. I don't think they're going to win the AFC East, but if you add Saquon Barkley to that equation, that changes the math. So I, I, I think the Bills should be interested but I don't know that it solves the problem in terms of Saquon Barkley getting what he wants, right? Because he technically can't be traded unless he signs his franchise tag or he and the Giants agree to some kind of one-year deal. So that, that's got to be the frustrating aspect of it. But if you're Buffalo, is it a phone call? Yeah, you absolutely check in on it. But I don't know what the Giants' appetite would be to trade Saquon Barkley because I don't think Saquon Barkley is going to sit out the entirety of the season. And he's a guy that the Giants obviously need for their identity on the offensive side of the ball. Okay, but let's look at it this way, Chris. They're not willing to pay him the long-term money up until a certain point that he's clearly not comfortable with. Sure. I think the only way that he plays under the franchise tag this season – is if he dis- is if they come to an agreement of we're not going to franchise you after this year, right? So, so if that's the case, <sighs> and you and I both agree that the Giants are not in a championship-winning window, why would you not go ahead and get the draft assets as opposed to having him play this year and then having him walk after next year for nothing, and chances are you're not doing anything in the NFC East. 
You're not doing a damn. They're the third best team in the NFC East. Well, okay, but it's a sliding scale, right? You're saying him walking out the door and getting nothing. If Saquon Barkley plays for you this year and then walks out of the door, you're going to get a compensatory draft pick. Likely a mid-rounder, probably a third-round third, pick. Right? End of a third. Yeah, so, I mean, if I'm going to get a third-round pick, knowing that I get his services for 2023 and he's leaving as a free agent, then why would I trade him for anything less than something like a second-round pick? That's what I'm I saying. Mean, like that, if I were the Bills, well, I, mean, I, I would th- do that. Well, yeah, if you're the Bills, you'd do that. But, I mean, I don't know that the Giants are going to want to do that. Again, the value of what Saquon Barkley means to this team. He was north of 1,600 yards from scrimmage last year. This is an offense that had a quarterback that only threw 15 passing touchdowns in the regular season. So Saquon Barkley was a lot of their offense. You're talking about the guy accounting for a third of their offense. I'm not going to let that guy walk out of the door. And here's the thing. Saquon Barkley, whether he's going to be tagged in 2024 or not, he has to go out there and play this year. He's not going to commit career suicide like we saw with Le'Veon Bell, where you sit out the entire year, you get your money, and then you're out of the league two years later. That, that's not going to happen. That, that's not a viable path uh, for Saquon Barkley. So he's going to play. If you're the New York Giants, you don't have to do anything. The question is whether or not he's going to be available early on in the regular season based on when he actually reports to the team. And that's the risk you run if you're the Giants. So we'll have to see where, where it mends fences. To me, if I'm the Giants and I'm trying to work this out with Saquon, we agree on a one-year deal around 10 or $11 million. We're not going to franchise tag you in 2024, but we are going to put per-game roster bonuses in your contract in order to make sure that you don't try to execute a hold-in with a, a phantom injury. To me... That is the deal that I would put on the table if I'm the Giants, and that is the deal that Saquon Barkley would have to play under if he is intent on making sure that he is a true free agent, not able to be tagged in 2024. As far as trading him to the Bills, yeah, if I'm Buffalo, I want to do that. I just don't know that Joe Shane and or Brian Dayball would have any interest in going down that road because of how valuable Saquon is to what the Giants are going to be this right, upcoming season. let me ask season. you this then. If you're the Bills, we talk about a late one. If you're trading for him, you're assuming that's going to be a late first-round pick. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. If I'm the Giants, I got to do that. Yeah. That's, that, that, well, that's different. If you're the Giants, you got to do that. And, and if I'm the Bills, I would do that. But, Chris, here's, here's what's frustrating about it, right? The Giants are trying to have their cake and eat it, too. We talk so much about what he's worth to us, and we can't possibly let him walk away for nothing, but we're not going to pay him. Words mean nothing. It's about actions. And I'm not telling the Giants to go make him the highest paid running back in the league, but if he is the guy that makes your offense go, as the numbers dictate, I mean, we have seen what the Daniel Jones numbers look like with him on the field versus without him on the field. And they are staggeringly different. If all of that is true... You have to move here a little bit. If you're, if you're going to sit there and, and just talk about how valuable he is, show the man how valuable he is. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. And I don't think the Giants are poised to do that. I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Giants have other priorities. Remember, they've got a huge deal they got to get worked out with Andrew Thomas. They're all pro left tackle. I'm sorry, all pro left tackles that are age 25, 26, mm-hmm. they don't grow on trees. 
So they're going to have to pay that guy, Laramie Tunzel, like money, which is $25 million a year. That ain't going to be cheap. So I think the Giants are focused on, you know, making sure they lock down the cornerstones, the building blocks, guys that are just entering into their prime. That's why they did that with Daniel Jones and Dexter Lawrence this offseason. Andrew Thomas would be the next in line. Xavier McKinney is going to be somewhere in there as well. So they've got those deals on the horizon. To me, guys that are entering into their prime, that have more years left in their prime, are the guys you prioritize. Saquon Barkley isn't one of them, which is why if the Buffalo Bills were to come to the Giants with a Christian McCaffrey-like trade offer, maybe not a first-round pick, but a second-round pick plus, you throw in third-round pick, you throw in a fourth or fifth-round pick, if they come to them with that type of trade package, the Giants would have to strongly consider it. And then if you're Saquon, you're excited about it because a team that's giving all of that up is absolutely going to be inclined to sign you to a multi-year deal when they are first eligible to do so. So I do think there is a world in which that could happen, but that's an awfully steep price for Buffalo to have to pay. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, Series 6M Channel 80. Here's the other thing that's interesting. A couple of former Giants weighing in on this, including pretty darn good Giant running back, O.J. Anderson. You had the Super money. Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. You had the money on the table, more than you got now. Now you got less. Now you might not play at all. So now what happens? And Carl Banks, don't be a principled fool. Wow. Those are some strong words for some guys who are pretty well respected uh, when it comes to that organization. And if, if I'm Barkley, I know that he's part of that, you know, the running back group, and I, I get it all. I, I get it all. To me, I, I have to figure out a way to force the hand here. If it's somebody else who's going to be interested, if it's Buffalo, that's great. I have to try to force that. I, I, if I can't do that, it's sign the tag and I won't play under the – and you won't tag me next year. Or it's $11 million and I won't hold in or whatever. That, whatever I, I, I don't hate your idea behind it, but if I get a deal from Buffalo – that's too good to pass up, I, I'm sorry. It's time to move on if I'm the Giants because they are not a championship. Chris, are the Giants a playoff team this year? I know they were last year. Are they a playoff team this year? Here's the thing. I think they're one of those teams on the fringe. There are about four or five teams that you can make the case for that could be a playoff team yeah. if everything breaks right, and the Giants are one of those teams. But it's hard to envision them being that without Saquon Barkley, which is why I think the organization – really wouldn't have an appetite to move him. But if the player lets it be known that he's going to sign his franchise tag and execute a hold-in at the start of the regular season, then I think if you're the Giants, you have to absolutely consider moving him because I, you're not going to get anything out of him. The Giants, to me, are not a playoff team. And with that being the case, I, I think about years past where you had a head coach come in, make a huge impact in year one, but the organization and roster had to take a step back in year two, and that was going to be clear, and that's what this feels like. It feels like Dable came in, they won their 10 games, they get to the postseason, but this may be a year where you step back. We saw that with Todd Bowles. They didn't get to the playoffs, but they won 10 games. We saw that with Eric Mangini. We've seen it with coaches before. We saw it with Kevin Stefanski with the Cleveland Browns Bingo. in 2020. Bingo. Yeah. So, we have so seen it, this it before. Happens. Yeah, it happens, and the Giants were ahead of schedule. I think everybody could acknowledge that, but it's now a matter of what you do 
moving forward. Now, with the Giants, former Giants players coming out and talking about Saquon Barkley, uh, you, you have to look at it and, 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 and you know, kind of give it the side eye because the time has passed for Saquon to sign a long-term multi-year deal. That can't happen anymore. So it's not about being a principled fool. It's about Saquon Barkley mitigating the risk of the upcoming season and potentially getting hurt and maximizing what he can make in this time. And to me, that is signing the franchise tag on the eve of the regular season and potentially executing a hold-in throughout the regular season until you want to get out there and play. Like, to me, that's what you do. The fewer games you play in, the better off you are if you're Saquon Barkley because the Giants can't give you a multi-year deal. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Should the Giants and the Bills consider making a deal for Saquon Barkley? Should the Giants, frankly, not being a championship team and maybe not being a playoff team right now, should they move on from Barkley since they clearly don't want to pay him long-term and get what you can get now? Lines are open for you, Giants fans, Bills fans, let's go at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply it's demon time on prize picks where you can now win up to 100 times your money that's right 100 times your money With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com slash Greenberg and use code Greenberg for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash Greenberg, code Greenberg, for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Greeny, the podcast. They're fired up on Saquon, Canty. It's Canty and Carlin. 
ESPN Radio in for Greeny today, presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's do it. Let's hit the calls at 888-ESPN. Mike up first on ESPN Radio. Mike, go. What do you got? Hey, how are you guys? I really appreciate you taking my call here. I'm so sick of this running back ordeal of saying they want more money, want more money. I respect the guys. I truly do. But in today's day and age and how it's always been since day one, every job title that you go to, it has a value. It has a certain number. I'm in construction. I'm a utility worker. I work in the districts and water main breaks, sewer breaks, all that stuff. I know our value. In order to move up the ladder, we've got to work our asses off every day. But that's what these running backs, they're being, I, I love them. I love them. I named my dog Barkley because of uh, Saquon. But these guys, there's a running back value at a certain number, and that's the world that we live in. You go get to be a lawyer, there's a, certain, there's a number on that. You go be a doctor, there's a number on that. These guys having Zoom calls over this stuff, it kind of makes me sick now. They do make good money, but the, the, it's, it's their value. What the number is, they know what it is going into the NFL. You don't want to be running back then and make $38 million? Go come help me in the ditch then. Listen, I get where you're coming from on that. Number one, I hope your dog starts responding to Brita. Number two, I think that if you're looking <laughs> if you're looking for running backs to not try to get the most money, I'm not asking you to feel sorry for them, but I'm asking you to understand the physical toll that they take at the position and just how necessary it is to win football games. We all know this, Chris. We all know that you need to be able to bring an extra safety down in the box to make plays downfield, and we certainly know that late in games, with a lead, you have got to be able to run a four-minute offense and kill a clock. A couple of things there. First of all, you can't compare being a professional athlete to another job because it's just not. It's not the same thing. You can work as an electrician. You can work as a plumber for the entirety of your life. You have a finite period of time to be a part of the National Football League. The average career in the NFL is less than four years. So these guys kind of got to make as much money as they can as quickly as they can. There is a different sense of urgency. Second part about it is this. When I say it's all relative when it comes to what guys should be being paid, running backs have a chance to make good money. Nobody's arguing that. But are you going to really sit here and say that running backs on average should make less than place kickers? Give me a freaking break. Of course not. Mike, give me a break. Based on what the running back does and a place kicker does, let me tell you what place kickers do in between two-a-day practices. They go out and they play a round of golf. You know what running backs do? They sit in the damn cold tub of the training room. The risk is not the same. And that's what teams understand. That's why these guys can't get paid more money. Running backs aren't getting paid because teams don't think they're valuable, running backs aren't getting paid because teams don't want the risk. They don't want to pay a guy $15 million a year and know that that guy is probably going to get injured at some point over the life of a three- or four-year contract because of the violence, because of the physical wear and tear of the position. So, Mike, shove it. You're ridiculous. Next caller. Josh up next on ESPN Radio. Josh, what's going on? Uh, that's tough to follow. Uh, <laughs> I think the the Bills will be nuts to mortgage their future for Saquon Barkley. It's too prone to injury. They should just sign Dalvin Cook to play with his brother and still have all their draft picks. I get what you're that's saying. It. That's my point. I, yeah, I, first of all, I don't think Dalvin Cook's going to go and sign with the Bills to take carries away from his brother. I don't think that's happening. Uh, number two, as far as the, the making that kind of a trade – 
you are taking a player like Saquon Barkley and putting him on a team that solves so many different problems for that team and really just say what you will. For those of us who have talked about the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets, if you traded for Saquon Barkley at this juncture, Chris, the Bills are not only the favorites, they are right there to push the Kansas City Chiefs. They are right there. Yeah. Yeah, I'd put them right there. Like, yeah. if you get Saquon Barkley, all of a sudden, I feel a lot better about the Bills' prospects of winning that division and being a team that has the firepower to go score for score with a squad like Kansas City or with a team like Baltimore. Like, they have that kind of firepower. They could score with anybody in the AFC, anybody in the NFL. Um, the one thing that I would say would be interesting is if you're talking about the Buffalo Bills making that kind of deal, what 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 ultimately ends up happening with their window in terms of competing for a championship? Because all of all of a sudden you're accelerating your championship window. You're saying you're trying to get a Super Bowl over the next two years mm-hmm. while you've got the best of Saquon Barkley, as opposed to right now where their current window is with James Cook and the other guys in the backfield. So that would be the I guess the downside to it is that you would be accelerating your Super Bowl window. But it makes a lot of sense, big fella. Think about this. Devin Singletary, their leading rusher last year, now plays for another team. De- Devin Singletary is the running back for the Houston Texans. Their second leading rusher is Josh Allen, the quarterback. Now, remember, earlier in the offseason, Josh Allen said he had to play different mm-hmm. in terms of how much he runs the ball and how much he puts his body at risk in terms of being hit. So it does make sense to try to find a way to take some of the heavy lifting away from your quarterback in the run game. Now, they could augment that with the short passing game, and that's why they drafted tight end Dalton Dalton, uh, Kincaid out of Utah. So we'll see what that offense ends up morphing into. But they got to find some semblance of balance, some way to run the football because, number one, you play in Buffalo. Number two, if you're playing with the lead, you have to have a way to salt away the game and, and, and close out the game. And the running game is the way to do that. So Saquon Barkley would solve a lot of problems for the Buffalo Bills. I'm just not sure that the Bills would be willing to compensate the Giants enough where the Giants would be inclined to make that trade. Gary, next, ESPN Radio. Gary, what do you think? I think that uh, a possible solution is to have um, Jones restructure his contract Say thirty-seven million. Give the other three to Saquon, like uh, Melody. Uh, what's his name? Mahomes took less money, and boy, would he have the dedication. The whole team would be behind Daniel Jones, and Saquon would feel an obligation toward him, an appreciation for him. And besides just getting Saquon, the whole team would be in a super morale uh, situation. I get, the, I get the idea behind it. It's not It's not ever going to happen. And frankly, as much as you want to talk about the whole team responding positively to it, no, the team would not necessarily respond positively to it because players would look at it like, why the hell does he have to give up his money to get his? Am I wrong about that? Yeah, n- yeah nobody in the NFL is going to pass the hat. But no. the, the, the thing that the, – the irony behind what Gary is suggesting – is that they were in position to do that this offseason. Saquon and Daniel Jones were both free agents. Daniel Jones could have said, hey, guys, 
I'll accept this contract if you make sure that you pay Saquon Barkley $13 million a year. Daniel Jones could have accepted a contract paying him $37 million a year if that would have guaranteed that Barkley would have gotten a deal. You don't think Barkley and, and, and Daniel Jones talked this offseason when both of them are in contract negotiations? You don't think those two guys had a conversation? You don't think those two guys? Of course they did. Mm-hmm. Of course they did. They have a relationship, a personal relationship away from the field. So my point is this. If Daniel Jones was inclined to not take every penny that he possibly could, if he was going to leave some on the table for Saquon to get a deal done, then both of these guys would already be signed up and in training camp together. But Daniel Jones wanted to get as much money as he could, just like Saquon wants to get as much as he could. And I don't begrudge either guy for wanting that because of how the business of the NFL works. But he's not going to give Bunny, that being Daniel Jones, back to the Giants in order to get Saquon locked up. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. We are in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Up next, a second of our two-a-days, and one of the one of the NFL's most athletic players identifies with me. DK Metcalf gets it. We'll explain in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. Greeny, the podcast. Hey, let's go do our job, man. NFL Nation Two-A-Days. Time is here! On ESPN Radio. The Houston Texans. Blue 58! Go! This is DJ Bienname covering the Houston Texans for NFL Nation. The biggest storyline for the Houston Texans centers around quarterback C.J. Stroud. The Texans took him number two overall. So every throw, every drop back, every incompletion, every sack is going to be analyzed, scrutinized, and focused on. Mainly because the Texans have been in a rebuild for about three years. They finally have their perceived quarterback of the future. So their rebuild can only succeed if their quarterback looks like he has the goods to be the franchise guy. Countdown to kickoff with NFL Nation 2 on ESPN Radio. 
like the Houston Texans. I can't believe I'm saying that. I, I never thought I would say that. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the Texans are anywhere <laughs> close to a playoff team. But I, I just, I think they had a phenomenal offseason. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Canty, the Texans with getting C.J. Stroud, they were aggressive and going back up and getting Will Anderson. They drafted mm-hmm. Juice Scruggs out of Penn State, who I think is a really good center. They signed mm-hmm. Shaq Mason and Dalton Schultz and Sheldon Rankins and, and Jimmy Ward. There are a lot of things to like about where the Texans are headed if they stay healthy. You know what it is? It is a solid step one. Yeah, I agree with that. But the most important thing is that they're solidifying the offensive line around their rookie quarterback, right? I mean, that's the thing that you want to do. You try to slow down the game as much as you can for a young signal caller, and a part of doing that is providing adequate protection for him. So adding Juice Struggs and trading for Shaq Mason. Remember, Kenyon Green from Texas A&M, he was their number one draft pick from a year ago. So, I mean, having him in the fold and then having the best left tackle in all of football in Laramie Tunzel and then Titus Howard on the other end, another former first-round draft pick, you feel good about the wall that the Texans are going to put in front of C.J. Stroud. So, to me, I'm all about what they're doing. They went out uh, and and they did some things to, to fortify the front, uh, the offensive line, they went out and they got Will Anderson, who I think is going to be a, a tone setter and a culture setter for the defensive side of the ball. I like where the Texans are trending to. The questions that I have are in the receiving core. What are you going to get out of John Metchie, a guy that could have been a first-round draft pick had it not been for the knee injury? Then he missed his rookie year with, with his bout with cancer. So what is he going to be coming back? You got Robert Woods now. You drafted Tank Dell. You got Noah Brown from the Dallas Cowboys. I want to know what that receiving core is going to look like. I like tight end Dalton Schultz. I think that's a step in the right direction. I also like the fact that they got Devin Singletary to be a part of that two-headed monster in the backfield with Damian Pierce, who as a rookie went over 1,100 yards from scrimmage. So I, I like the pieces that they're putting around C.J. Stroud it's just a matter of how they choose to bring him along. Is he going to be your week one starter, or are you going to allow Davis Mills to have that title? A lot of that's going to hinge on what happens in the preseason. But if I was the one making the decision, if I'm D'Amico Ryans, I want my guy to learn on the job because that's what we see the great quarterbacks do. We see a lot of quarterbacks that are successful in our league. They get thrown into the fire, and they're, they're forced to adjust That's how I would handle C.J. Stroud if I'm the Houston Texans organization. Now, I am kind of interested in in one thing when it comes to the Texans, right? Their schedule. Canty, they have the third easiest schedule this season. And Mm. their last six games of the year, they do not play a playoff team from a season ago. They do not play a playoff team from a season ago. So when I say that to you, and I look at what the Houston Texans over-under is for wins at six and a half, at plus 120, with that information, am I jumping on board? I yeah, I'm think all I'm, over the over on that. Huh? I'm all over it. I'm all over the I, over on that. I'm with you. Six and a half, I'm and it's plus it. 120? Oh. The Texans have that schedule. Those last six games, you ran them down during the break a second ago. Run them down once again if you have, if you can find them. I know they've got the Titans twice in there. Okay, so the, la- the last six games of the regular season, 
the Texans have the Denver Broncos at home, on the road against the New York Jets, on the road against the Tennessee Titans, at home against the Browns, the Titans, and then finishing on the road against the Colts. That's their, the last six games of their schedule. So if you can talk about this team being, you know, you know, a game away from 500 going into those final six games, you could see a world where the Houston Texans could make a push for a wild card. You absolutely could. Yeah, I could. I could. You could. It, I, it's, it's wild to say it, but I, I think it could happen. But if that's going to be the case, big fella, then that's even more the impetus to play C.J. Stroud early on, right? Yep. You want the guy to take his lumps you know, go through the adjustment, the learning curve that is NFL football early on in the season so that the time we get to Thanksgiving, this guy can be the difference in the team winning and losing games. Like, if you believed in him enough to take him with the second overall pick, then believe in him enough to start him in week one. And I've said this all along, the Texans are building. They're not in a stage right now in their program development where you're going to call them a, a playoff contender or a title contender. So why not get something out of all of the losses that you're going to get this season, which would be your young quarterback getting the experience. Why not? Maximize the opportunity, the number of games that C.J. Stroud can get under his belt as a rookie. So even if you don't make the playoffs this year, that you have something to build off of going into his second full season as a starter. You and I both loved him as as being the number one pick over Bryce Young at a point. We both thought he yeah. was the guy. I still, my yeah, I'm, still is a not C- I'm still a C.J. Stroud guy. Yeah. I mean, in comparing the two guys, I'm still a C.J. Stroud guy. Me too. I understand why Carolina did what they did, but that's even more reason why we shouldn't sleep on the Houston Texans because you and I both believe that the Carolina Panthers will win the NFC South. Mm. And think about it. If we're saying that they can win the NFC South, why couldn't the Houston Tex- Texans fight to be the second-place team in the AFC South? Why couldn't they? I don't think they could. I, mean, I don't think they couldn't. It's a double exactly. negative there. I think they could. I think they I see could. what you. I know what you meant. I yes. know what you meant. I know. You could see a world where the Houston Texans are the second team in the AFC South, in front of the Titans and in front of the Colts. That's crazy talk, but it's really not. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. We are coming to you live from the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Pivot. I'm sorry. What? 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 I'm sorry. What? What? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? Would you argue that? that among the most impressive bodies physically in the league that we have seen, DK Metcalf is up there. Is that fair? No doubt about it. I mean, this guy puts everybody to shame when he takes his shirt off. Right, right. I mean, everybody. So he went on the KG Certified Podcast on Showtime with Kevin Garnett. This is DK Metcalf describing his diet to get that Adonis-like physique. I eat one meal a day, drink one coffee, and eat like three, four bags of candy. So yesterday I woke up, worked out, worked out again, came home, showered. I'm hungry. Run to Starbucks, get a quick coffee. That's going to hold me to like 4, 5 o'clock. This 12. Okay. That's going to hold me for like four hours. Dang. Around 4.30, I ordered some candy and a water. Got the Skittles gummies. Then I got uh, the Lifesaver Creations. They're the same size bag, so I just mix them. Get the gummy, get the candy, get the water, eat that. That's going to hold me to like 8 o'clock where I'm having dinner, 8, 9. And then I eat dinner, go to sleep. Candy. The gummy, the, the Skittles gummies? 
I mean, just pour the sugar down the man's throat. That's unbelievable. You know what I just learned from that big fellow? What? Life's not fair. <laughs> Life's not fair. Like, like, life's not fair. Like, listen to what this, this dude eats one meal a day at 8 o'clock, which is absolutely which horrible. Which is like the worst thing you could ever he do. Has, he has one coffee, and, and he eats three or four bags of candy. Bags? Not, not three or four pieces, three or four bags of candy. Life's not fair. You and I will sit down, hey, we're going to lose weight. We're going to eat salads, stay away from sugary drinks and desserts and all of the things. Oh. We eat fruit, have enough have enough grains. We're going to do all of the things. And we might lose a pound over a week. This guy is the definition of health when he takes his shirt off. He's the picture of health when he takes his shirt off. And this is what his diet is. That just that just goes. That is the perfect illustration of life not being fair. For all these people that are all about fairness. Oh, I want things to be fair. Get over yourself. Life's not fair. You know how I know life's not fair. DK Metcalf gets to look like that and have a ten pack or twelve pack and eats four bags of candy a day. That's how I know life's not fair. Hey, I have a twelve pack and I look a lot different than that. <laughs> I guarantee you, only 12-pack I have is in my refrigerator. Exactly. That's it. That's all I got. Honestly, I'm at the point in life where if I walk past a couple of pieces of popcorn, I will put on a pound. I may as well take out a restraining order against carbohydrates for pizza. (laughs) (laughs) That's how bad this has gotten. Big fella, we try to intermittent fasting. We try to drink more water. uh, Can we go back to something? People even go with weight loss drugs. now. You can do all of the things. You're not going to look like DK Metcalf. And this guy eats bags of candy. Okay. Can, can we bags go back to something? Bags of candy to get bags of cash. I love it. Can't you, Carlin, it. on ESPN Radio. You destroyed me last week on the air. You destroyed me for me mm-hmm, having right. the gall to ask the question when I was in Costco about what the etiquette is around the samples. Now, look. I went. I had... There was a grilled cheese stuffable little pocket that was unreal, Canty. She's taking it out of the little microwave and putting it into the little, you know, the little foil cups and handing it to me. And I had one. I'm like, oh man, that that's amazing. And so I know it's like a hot pocket, right? So it, is that what it is? It or wasn't is it more a hot like pocket. It was, it was better. It was better. It was just. It was no, like I'm a just passable. Asking, like, what was the ve- it was What like was a, the vehicle? It was like a passable. Grilled cheese hors d'oeuvre. Think of it that way. Okay. Think of it that way. All right? All right. So I walk around. I come back. I get a second. And, I'm, and I do think to myself, as I look down, and the bag of them is like twelve ninety nine for 38 pounds because it's Costco, right? But nonetheless. My God. Uh, it's twelve ninety nine. I'm like, man, if I got those. And then I thought, no, no, you you cannot buy those. You cannot buy those because it's just asking for it. And so I asked a question on TikTok, that guy Carlin, what is the etiquette here? I must know because, yeah, I'm not new to this, but I don't want to be the guy that hovers and just stands around and plays defense and I'm boxing out like I'm Dennis Rodman, you know? And I, I went and got a third. That. And I you- understand that, Carlin. Here's where I'm appalled. If it was that good, 
then why, when you went back a second or a third time, didn't you buy the damn grilled cheese sandwich? Because if I built, if I bought them, it, why didn't you buy them? Because if I bought them, it'd be in my freezer, and I'd eat all of them, and that would not be good. That would not be good. But 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 but, but, but hold on. So going there two and three times to eat the samples is a good thing too. Like if if it's you're better than buying than eating forty of them. No, but if you're being health conscious about it, then you just go once and then you keep it pushing. The fact that you went back for seconds and thirds is an embarrassment. And your logic behind not buying the product that they're promoting is that you want to be health conscious. Going back two and three times for a sample is not being health conscious. So you're contradicting yourself. Okay. Stop it. Well, there's no way you can justify what you did. You were wrong. And our very own Rob Nikovich co-signed on what I had to say. He said you're wrong. You don't go back for seconds and thirds. You don't send somebody else to do your dirty work. You get one sample. If you go the first time and you grab two of them, I'm even okay with that. Listen. But when you double back and triple back, that's where I have a problem. At some point, you got to buy it. I, I understand that. I spent plenty of other money there. And the third time I went back, I was rather stealth trying to hide behind a family and trying to slide my right arm in between the two of them. And I look up, and she saw me. And Canty, I got the side eye. Tomorrow, another one. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.